We are in the middle of a series called Opportunity Killers, and um, I'm going to use a proverb today. Proverbs are not, um, Proverbs deal with wisdom. They're, they're directive type things about, um, a lot of times if you do this, this will be the result. Uh, it's, a, it's a wisdom book. So we're going to lean into a proverb today about about something I think is extremely important and is a is a giant danger for me. Uh, my wife will tell you I've never. I don't think I'm not arrogant. Would you say I'm arrogant? I'm not arrogant, but I've always been pretty confident, and that is dangerous, <laughs> extremely dangerous. And so we're going to lean into this uh, whole thing and see what God says about it and how. Um, confidence of the wrong thing can actually kill opportunities in your life. And so we're going to read from, uh, from Proverbs chapter three, I believe. So why don't you stand to your feet one more time? Uh, for those of you that think you've been standing too long, this will be the last time until we leave. Proverbs chapter three, starting in verse five, you can find it on the screen or on your phone in the, in the Hope Community Church app, on the Bible app your analog paper Bible. They still make them and they still sell them. Proverbs chapter three, we're going to start in verse eight. Say amen if you're ready. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight or make straight your paths. That's a, that's a well-known verse five and six. That's a well-known proverb right there. We don't quote seven and eight with it very often, but it says, be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Father, we thank you this morning. God, you've been so good to us. Lord, I believe you lifted burdens already. So we pray, Lord, that you'd open our eyes you would have for us today. When we look into your word, Lord, we pray that you'd it'd come alive to us and change us. So we pray that we put our confidence in you this morning. And as a result, you'd straighten out our paths. In Christ's name we pray and everyone said, amen. amen. You may be seated. I need to let you know a little bit about how my mind works. Um, Beth and I got married. I was 20 years old and I already knew it all. Um, so I've never been uh, the type of person who was fearful to try really anything. And, and I always had this um, stupid confidence, like, I'd pull it off. So I remember we moved in this little duplex in Martinsburg. And I remember um, thinking, I'm pretty handy. We'll just remodel the bathroom. And so what happened was, I don't really assess things before I cut them. So uh, this house is probably 100 years old, and the sink was 100 years old. And the plumbing to the sink was probably around 100 years old. And so it never struck, it never even occurred to me that they may not make that type of plumbing anymore. So I thought I was being efficient. Rip the thing out and then go to Lowe's. So I get under the sink, and I cut the pipes, and, and I'm thinking they're copper pipes. They still make copper pipes. I cut the copper pipes, and I... And I uh, tear the sink off the wall and I run into Lowe's and I uh, go down the plumbing section. I said, hey, man, I can't find any fittings that fit this copper pipe. And he went, they don't make that anymore. (laughs) This is the only bathroom in the house. Now we don't have a sink. And so I thought, oh, 
uh, I knew that. Yeah. So I run back to the house and I figure out, I figure out after a little bit of panic, but you don't want to let anybody see that. That's awkward. So I'll go back to the house and I figure out that the copper pipe is screwed into a more conventional pipe in the floor and now I can fix it. And now I saved the day. What I learned was that, that I shouldn't just trust the idea that it's going to work out the way I think it's going to work out. This would be stupid simple. I'll just cut the pipe, go get another one. I, uh, I actually Googled this recently. Should I trust myself? <laughs> I didn't put my name in there because there's a lot of Chris Joneses. Uh, so I didn't want to get an inaccurate result because I don't know which Chris Jones they were picking to trust. But I, I typed into Google, should I trust myself? And what I, what I was shocked to find was that an overwhelming uh, amount of results were, yes, absolutely, part of being a whole human being and part of being complete and part of having confidence in yourself is to trust yourself. But I know me, and I remember 26 years ago, just under the sink going, I got this. Should you trust yourself? Yes. And then I realized the internet was telling me to trust myself. (laughs) And I'd remembered a scripture that said, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Trust not. Don't trust yourself. Do you remember what it said? Trust in the Lord. It's, it's, it's sort of funny how, how the internet can tell you the exact opposite of what Scripture tells you and be 100% confident that that's the right thing to do. Just trust yourself. Just trust yourself. What I, what I realized, um, I've d- done some reading. I like reading about the brain, how the brain works and how you think and how you fix the way you think and all, and all that stuff, which a lot of us need fixing. Um, I also have found out recently uh, through a book I was listening to that, that did you know that your stomach has the same type of cells in it that, that are very similar to your to brain cells? Like the lining in your stomach has these, and, 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 and have you ever heard, um, I had a gut feeling? Yeah, well, my personality type works on gut feeling alone. That's where... This shuts off and it's like, oh, my gut is telling me this is the right thing to do. And so you've heard the comment, trust your gut, right? Well, science is now figuring out that's because a little bit of your brain is in your gut. And when your teenage kids are coming home and they're going, no, we didn't do that. You go, that ain't gas. That's, that's part of my brain working right there. I, you're lying to me. I can tell. I don't know, I ain't got no proof, but I can tell right here. Come on, every mother in the building has experienced that before where you just had a, something's not right. Here's the trouble, that thing is not consistent. Sometimes you eat cabbage. (laughs) And you can't figure out if it's the cabbage or your intuition. And I've trusted my gut before and was 100% wrong. 100%. I've trusted my reaction, and it was wrong. I trusted 
I, I trusted some, I trusted me and it didn't turn. Have you, ever, have you ever found yourself in a position where you, tr- where, where you got so deep into something that you trusted yourself with and then you figured out, I can't get out of this. You live long enough and you trust yourself, that'll happen. You realize you're all the way at the bottom and I, I got no answers. I was so confident going into this. I was so confident going into pulling that sink off that I was then standing in front of a man at Lowe's. I don't even know if he was a plumber. He could have worked in, in gardening. And yet he's telling me now, you're 100% wrong. So the writer of this proverb says, listen, one of the issues with us as humans is we have a tendency to trust ourselves. And if we do that, then by nature, we're going to be, we're going to end up being wrong or in circumstances that aren't good pretty frequently. And he uses this, he uses this, this image that if you trust in the Lord with all your heart, with, what was the descriptor there? How much of your heart? All of it. If you trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, but all your ways acknowledge him. He, what's the benefit of doing all this? He will make your, he will make straight your paths or your path straight. So the, so the end result, if we're, if we're looking at this is straight paths. Okay. So I want to get to the straight path and doesn't everybody want to get to the straight path? Wouldn't that be so sweet? We'll talk about that in a second. He says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Be not wise in your own eyes. All. The problem with trusting God with everything is that God doesn't make sense. And that might be a shocking statement from a pastor, but I'll be honest with you. I've read a lot of stuff in the Bible that doesn't make sense to do in the moment. Anyone else? Do good to those that persecute you. God, it would just be easier if you killed them. I read in the Old Testament that you killed them all the time. David prayed just to eliminate the enemies. Saves on ammo. If you eliminate them, I don't have to. And, and so then we get in the New Testament and Jesus says, you've heard it said, do not murder. You know, you heard him say that? Do, do not murder. And he said, I tell you that if you hate somebody, it's just the same. And I go, that doesn't make any sense to me. How do you, how do you, how do you stretch, how do you stretch that guy? How do you stretch it from, I'm not killing anybody, but there are a few people. It doesn't make any sense. Why would I do good to somebody that is doing bad to me? Well, that's irrational. If you search on Google, should I do good to those who hate me? Ask Twitter one time. Oh, ask Twitter one time. No, you're going to get a rational response. No. No, you stand up for yourself. You don't let anybody push you around. You push back. You establish yourself and you do, you do, you. No matter what anybody else says. And if somebody pushes up against you, equal but opposite force. Don't be a pushover. But yet... But yet Jesus, out of his own mouth, what is he telling me to do? Do good 
do good to those that persecute me? Man, God, that looks kind of soft and, and silly in the world's eyes. And so I, I'm, I'm just having a little struggle with that. When you, tell me, when you tell me if I'm generous, you'll supply all my needs. How about I keep the money and supply all my own needs? That makes more sense. How about, how about, I, just, how about I just do it? If I, if I rely on myself, I'm, I at least know I can cut a sink out and fix it. In a, in a while, it might take a little bit, but I at least know I got some skills that I can provide. I can make it happen. I at least know. And, and the problem is we have this wrestling match where we want to trust him in the things that we definitely know. I mean, come on, when you're rock bottom and all you, have to, all you can do is look up, then you go, God help! I'll trust you. But then we get in the wrestling match where, where we go, well, I'm, you know, I mean, it doesn't really make sense to trust you right now. What, what you said about that thing doesn't make sense. And, and so, but I can't get away from the fact that it said, trust in the Lord with all. Oh, not a portion. Lord, I, I trust you over here with this, but I, I can't trust you with my marriage. That's something I'm going to have to handle. I trust you over here with this, but I can't trust you with my health. I, I trust you over here with this, but I can't, can't trust you with my kids. I trust you. You know, I, I trust you over here with this. You know, I, I, I trust you. But I'm a, I need to save this thing over here because I'm, you know, I got a degree in that. If we're honest, every one of us picks and chooses what we trust him with. So, um, So, he said, all, trust the Lord with all your heart. And it says, lean not on your own understanding, definitive, end of statement, period. Lean not on your own understanding. Don't do it. Don't, don't lean on your understanding. That, that's not the right way to do it. Don't, not, not for just a little bit of stuff. You, you know, you're smart enough to figure 50% of it. No, he just says none of it. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will make your path straight. So straight paths start with all. Straight paths start with, I'm going to trust him with everything. I'm going to lean on him for everything. Paul, in a circumstance in Asia, would find this, figure this out. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, he would write to the church in Corinth and say, I don't want you to be uninformed about some of our experience. I think he was writing it to them to make sure that they knew that even though he trusted God, he experienced difficulty in his life. Because there's this image in the church sometimes where, where Instagram or places like that can, can, can make it look like if you trust God, everything's perfect after that. Everything's, I mean, after all, this is the Apostle Paul. And he writes to the he writes in his second letter to him, he said, Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you also will share in our comfort. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia, for we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength. Where were they burdened beyond? Their strength. He said, We were so utterly burdened beyond our strength. 
that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Lord, we're dying and you can't come back from that. Paul said, no, 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 no. In this circumstance, I'm not, I can't trust in myself at all. Matter of fact, I'm incapable to do anything about it. Paul was not a dummy. Paul had realized in this circumstance, even with his friends, they're together. I'm sure they're trying to come up with something. I'm sure they're, sure they're trying to come up with a path out, a way. We see no way out of this. We, we believe we have the death penalty. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Verse 10, he delivered us from such a deadly peril. And he, I, I love this statement. And we'll come back to this. He delivered us from that peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. He didn't say, I think the next time we may be able to get out of it ourselves. We saw God do it. Now we, I think we can do it next time. He said, on him we've placed our hope. The issue is this. Paul was not trusting God a little bit. He had been stripped out of all his capabilities. He had been brought to a place where there was nothing in himself or anyone else around him to trust. He was brought to the place where it was God and God alone. There was no other way he would be delivered out of this. So he said, he said this happened so we would not hope in ourselves, trust in ourselves, but so that we would realize that he is the one that raises from the dead. And he did deliver us and he will deliver us. So the thing that trips us up is the understanding part because we live in a, in a world where we understand more than people have ever understood on the planet. We think we understand. I bet you 99% of people in this room have a smartphone and you have access to more information than people have ever had access to. Um, talked to the staff a couple weeks ago, you realize that you have, you take in more information in one day than somebody did in the 15th century in their whole lifetime. In one day, you're exposed to 34 gigs of information a day. It is, it is unbelievable. I can be, I can be so confident in what I know because I know everything. Do you ever think about that? It's unbelievable in our world when you, you can walk up to 12-year-olds and be like, you don't know. Yeah, I, I do know that. <laughs> and then you realize they know a whole lot more than I do because we have access to knowledge. But here's the problem. We only have access to the knowledge that's already out there. Now, I will agree, that's more knowledge than we've ever had access to before. But we only have access to the knowledge that is already established. We only have access to that knowledge. We don't have access to knowledge that is not knowledge yet. Amen? Amen? So the issue is, even if I were to know everything that is to be known, I don't know what is yet to be known. 
so I can make a gut decision. I think I know enough about this and then get into a position where I need the knowledge that is not yet known yet, but I don't have it yet because it's not yet known. So then the trusting in myself is pointless. So Paul said, watch what he says. This was so we wouldn't trust in ourselves that he delivered us and he will deliver us because Paul could point to him because he knows all the stuff that is yet to be known. So Paul says, when I get into a situation that no one else even on the planet knows how to get out of, he will already be there and can deliver. So the problem is our understanding is the issue. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. It's this battle between what we know. We think we know enough. We know more than anybody else. We know enough. It's, 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 I'm really smart. (laughs) The other issue with our knowledge is, um, I know this is going to be a shock to some of you. But everybody in the room is sinful. Look at your neighbor. No, don't do that. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day. I, re- I do believe that we're born into sin. I believe we're born sinful. It's, it's Bible. We're born sinful. And, and, and we talk about this in the church. We're, we're, it's not that... It's not that your kid's not cute, but the devil is in them. I'm gonna say it. I didn't want to say it too loud. It's kids in the room. Um, that's why parents correct, and when parents don't correct, the devil takes charge. Amen. Come on, somebody. Somebody who's had some neighbor kids over the house, you know, not yours, but somebody who's had some neighbor kids over the house, be like, oh, listen, they ain't never, the devil has taken over. That's why you steer them in the path that they should go. Amen. That's why you raise them up in the fear and knowledge of the Lord. That's why, that's why you teach them day after day after day the things of God. That's why you pray your kids have an experience with God. Because we know that inherently we have this sin battle going on. So not only do we not know everything, what we know is corrupted by that. You thought your politics were 100% right. <laughs> and what happens, we live in a world where the internet backs up everything you think. So think about this. We don't know everything, and what we do know is corrupted by the sin in our life, and then we go to the internet to confirm the corruption in our lives. So I love talking to people who are like, no, 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 I researched that. I know it's true. Oh, oh, really? What websites did you use? And they tell me, and I say, I have four websites that say the exact opposite of what you just said. (laughs) Who's right? We could be so, but we start to surround ourselves with people who parrot the exact same thing as us, and we're all super smart, and we all, oh yeah, that's this is the way to do it. This is the way to do it. This is the way to do it. And then boom, scripture comes in, and and 
debunks all of it. And we go, oh, the, but I thought everybody said there's a way to do it. Lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. Uh, your own understanding is not a very good crutch. Paul said, we, were, we weren't trying to lean on ourselves in this circumstance. We had been pushed beyond ourselves. Here's the truth of the matter. There's some people in the room who have already been pushed beyond themselves, and you know your limits. And can I just say this to you? Sometimes that's a refreshing place to be. To know your limitations. To know that by default, you don't always have the right response. That by default, you don't always have the right attitude. By default, you, by default, the best of us are still battling this flesh thing that Paul talks about. And we're trying to put it to death just like everybody else. And so we have to put all of our trust in him. We can't lean on our own understanding because, because it's broken. Then we get to the straight path part. That's what everybody wants the end of the day. I want a straight path. You want a straight path. Straight paths are awesome. Beth and I went for a little weekend away at a favorite place of ours. And um, uh, it's on the, on the um, eastern shore, little island. And we, uh, when we were, our kids were little, we would go out there and camp and and we would ride bikes out to the beach. We thought we were the cool parents. So all of our kids had their own bikes, and we had bikes. And we would, you know, we would put the racks on the bikes and the butt, butt baskets on the bikes. And we would, we would take all the stuff out to the beach pedaling. And, but we didn't take less stuff out to the beach. <laughs> so we had a minivan at that time. Any minivan people in the house? You're cool. Um, so... <laughs> We would pack all the, we would take all the same stuff that if we were driving out to the beach in a minivan, we would take it on bikes. And so we had stuff strapped to the bikes. We had stuff strapped to the kids. You're old enough to pedal your own stuff, strap it to their bikes. And we would be like, no, this is totally worth it because your mom and dad are on vacation. We hate people. So we're going to drive all the way out to the part where nobody is. I thought you were a pastor, dad. Yeah, but we're on vacation. Um, so we're going we're gonna to make you pedal in July. It's 105 degrees. There's no wind blowing. But we promise you this will be the best place on the beach. When we get out there, there's like, there's nobody here. Yes. That's why that's when the beach is fun, when there's nobody. So we pedal all the way out there. And you get covered up in sand. And then you realize, i got to pedal all this junk back. I feel like having a yard sale right there on the beach. you got to pedal all this junk back. And we did that year after year after year. We thought we were the best parents ever. This time we went to the beach and our friends have told us about e-bikes. E-bikes is short for I don't have to do anything. Anybody heard these electric bikes? Okay. So Beth and I go out there for a weekend and we go to this bike rental place and, and we go in and I, I don't care. I don't care how much it cost this time. I'm like, I'm getting one that pedals for me. So we go in and the guy was like trying to sell us the e-bike, rent, rent us the e-bike. And he said, he said, man, you can, it's got different settings on it. You can do pedal assist. So if you still want to exercise, you don't want to get your exercise in. And I'm thinking, bro, I'm on vacation. What part of this makes you think I want to pedal anything? 
So then he says, over on the right side of the handlebar, you can work it like a motorcycle. And I went, sold. <laughs> We're going to rent it for two hours. Does the battery last two hours? Yes. Done. I don't need to know anything else. I don't have to pedal, right? Promise me I don't have to pedal. You don't have to pedal. Okay, we're good. We'll take two. We rode out to the same place we used to take our kids. And it was enjoyable. I told Beth, I said, I ride out here every every day now. This is unbelievable. Put your feet out. You're just like, woo. Now you're swerving. And you're... You're like, I'm enjoying this. Just crank back on the throttle 20 miles an hour. Who can pedal 20 miles an hour with, with, with boogie boards on the front of your bike? You can't do it, but boom, full on, we're there. We stayed on the bikes a solid two hours. Didn't we? We stayed on the bikes a solid two hours. Did a little get a cramping right here from the throttle, but that's... Our picture of straight paths looked like that. Somewhere the church shifted to if we serve God with all of our hearts, you get a flat path, tilted a little bit down, and you can put your feet up, not pedal, and just squeal all the way to heaven. Look how fun this is. Look how good this is. Look how awesome. Look, look, I don't have to pedal anymore. He's lifted all my burdens. I don't have to pedal anymore. Look how easy this is. If you just, if you just trust in the Lord, look at, look at how easy it is. Except I remember a psalm. It's a really famous one, I think. Psalm 23. Guy wrote it in the, in the, in the, the description that God gave the guy who wrote it was a man after his own heart, King David. He wrote Psalm 23. It's crazy. You know what David writes in Psalm 23? There is no slightly tilted downhill path to heaven. Hmm. He said that he'll lead you beside still waters, that he'll... Uh, and paths of righteousness for his namesake. He said, he said, oh, uh, green pastures that restore your soul. And then, and then he said, even though I walk, not, not, not a gentle little gliding path to the finish where there's no effort. Even though I walk through the valley of death. So I need to paint you a different picture of what straight paths look like. I need to paint you a picture, paint you a different picture because I, I 100% believe in predetermining responses to things. Anybody else believe that? I believe in predetermining. I don't believe in reactive living. I used to be reactive, and I looked a lot angrier when I was reactive. Anybody else in the house? Leave me up here looking like a dummy. Somebody in Berkeley Springs is angry, I know. Look. I would venture to say most of the people in your life are reactionary to life. Something happens, I respond. Something happens, I respond. Something happens, I respond. The trouble is our response is typically in our own understanding. 
the response we have is typically from our emotional health, from our, from our point of view, from our understanding, from our understanding that, by the way, remember we said was corrupted by sin. So our response to every circumstance that is happening to you in the moment, your response, if it's not predetermined, it can be a result of all those things. And so then we respond with our understanding. But we were just told that the, the way to make straight paths is never to lead on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. All right, so, so here's what we know. You put it all together and there's no promise of the rest of your life being tilted just a little bit so you can... So you can put your feet up and eat an ice cream cone on the way to heaven. There's no promise of that. The promise is there will be, there will be streams of refreshing. There will be green pastures. There will be times of rest. But there will also be devastating valleys that you walk through. We thought we had the death penalty. And my fear is if the church's response is no different than the world's response, what's the difference? But the writer of Proverb, the proverb that we just read said, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So, so here's what I picture in my head. Even though the road dips, I'm the same. Even though the road gets really steep, I'm the same. Even though he makes us straight through. It's not that I'm not experiencing it. It's that my response has been predetermined. Let me, let me clear this up a little bit because I'm pretty sure Paul decided this. He says, he delivered us from such a deadly peril. Can you put that up again? Verse 10, 2 Corinthians 1. He delivered us from such a deadly peril. Paul did not say, now I know I'll never be in a deadly peril again because I've trusted him and now he's made my path straight. No, he said, when I'm in the next deadly peril. Why would you need delivered if you weren't in a deadly peril? He didn't say, he's delivered me from this deadly peril because I trusted him and I'm trusting him that I'll never have to experience that again in my life. I'm trusting him that it'll never happen again. From this day forward, it's smooth sailing. But what we know about most of the apostles is they all died, they died martyrs. It got worse. And can I just open up our eyes just a little bit? Culture is not getting fonder of faith in Christ. If we lean on our own understanding that God is just going to smooth the whole thing out and I'm not going to have to worry about anything, nothing ever bad is going to happen, then we are deceiving ourselves. Our own understanding is killing the opportunities in our lives. But what happens is Paul gets it right. Paul says he delivered us and in the future, when I find myself in the same circumstance, he will deliver. I'm not going sideways. I'm not getting depressed. 
I'm not being anxious. I'm not flailing. My path is straight in him. Even if the, even if the floor falls out from under me, I know what he has done. I know what he is capable of. I know he knows all things that there's nothing hidden from him. So what I don't know now that I need to know that I don't even have to know it because in the future he will deliver me. Amen. There's a little cycle we have to break. Because we all like cycles. We all like repetition. We all like. If you're like me, we get in this repetitious cycle where we trust ourselves. We get into a pinch. We realize we can't get out of it. Then we trust God to get out of it. He delivers us. And then in about six months, we trust ourselves again. Anybody else? Trust myself, get in a pinch, freak out. I forgot that part. Now you're at the bottom, God help, God help, God help, God help. Wouldn't it be much better if the church had a peace of God that passed all understanding? Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Paul promised us that if we take all of our cares to him, if we, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God that transcends everybody's understanding. You know how he makes the path straight? He doesn't remove all difficulties. He gives you peace that passes anybody else's capability to understand why you're peaceful. He gives. He can give me a predetermined response. God, when somebody does something to me, I'm praying, Lord. I, I know it's going to happen. You live long enough, somebody's going to hurt your feelings. You live long enough, somebody's going to take advantage of you. You live long enough, somebody's going to pull the rug out from under you. You live long enough, but here's what I can do. In Christ, I can predetermine. I don't have to go really low, really high all over the. I can pre. My my path can be straight in the middle of chaos. My path can be determined in the middle of disappointment. My path can be determined in the middle of letdown. My path can be determined in the middle of sickness. My path can be determined in the middle of being broke with no. My path can already be determined. He made it straight. Paul said he delivered me, and he will deliver me. So I need you to stand up this morning with confidence. Not confidence that you know what's going on. Not confidence that you know how to that you know how to handle it in the future. Not confidence, but that you can strip all of your knowledge away right now and say, "In Him, I am whole. In Him, I'm safe. In Him, I'm delivered. In Him, I'm made whole. In Him, I'm rescued, redeemed." He's the one who has delivered me, and He will deliver me every time. That's the straightest path you could ever follow. Here every single moment, and we can have that confidence that He's with you and that you can trust Him. You can trust Him. So, Father, we ask you that this morning. We ask you, Lord, help us to stop trusting ourselves alone. Help us to stop leaning on what we think we know. 
but to lean on you and your word, what you've already said. Lord, we know you deliver. We're going to live like you will deliver. We're going to let you predetermine our response to life. And it's with peace, Lord. It's with joy. It's with confidence in you and you alone. You are it, Lord. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, church, keep giving praise. Lift your voice. No one can do it but him. He alone is able. Amen. Come on, sing it out. 